you sons of bitches. Began without warning on a strange winter's morning. The sky turned red, the vibration went dead. With these terrible songs on a rainy day, pressure just started to fall. You see, doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do anything at all Is the music gone? Is it gone for good? It's only six metal strings On a piece of wood And all these things going on in my head Make it kind of hard to deal Like seaweed Swaying in the ocean blue For me, it's gotta be for real Well, I don't care anymore People tell me I should They're all looking for hits I'd rather lay on the hood When I've been With my girlfriend You know, week after week, we try to put on a show for you guys. We try to have the most talented people we can find. And we have talented musicians every week. We have sometimes we have uh, talented athletes join us. Sure do. Right? Shane Bergman. You know, we have people that are dedicated to their lifetime goal. And you think about, you know, sometimes you have to be a miserable prick to do that. Do you, or can you just be happy with what you got, you know? Like, what happens if you invite a real talented comedian into the Dutch Hall? And the last time he was here, he had no girlfriend. No. And now you can see the love in his eyes, right? <laughs> you can smart. see something's changed in him. It, has it affected the man? He doesn't have blue balls anymore. Yes. <laughs> has the has the pressure been released and has the hatred been dispersed? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. There's only one way to find out. We gotta talk to Matt Ferguson here tonight. But first. We gotta play a theme song. everybody we got uh we got a great show for you tonight everybody and because we are live from the dutch hall the greatest podcast ever to come out of pine grove ontario and the reason we are such is because we have the best band in podcast history the nocturnal emissions led as always by our band leader michael bow hello there hey beside him we have a the man that might the, the man that might some rooster for the show. <laughs> I just mixed them all together. Dave, the rooster charters Happy is here. Be here. Yeah. Beside him, we have the beautiful man with his beautiful new bride, Whiskey Wes Higgins. We'll talk about it later. Let's hear it for Whiskey Wes. She is looking sexy in your hands. And beside him on the egg shaker. We have the band, the band's bartender, the band's bus driver, and my brother Paul Van Dyke is here. Let's hear it for Paul. All right. 
on the Calhoun and percussions in general. <laughs> we have the animal Adam Hill is hey, here. Hilly. All right. And who do we leave out? I don't know. We left out a guy. It's his big special day. I don't know if he knows why. Maybe. But he's the savior, some have called him, of the nocturnal emissions. Yep. Steve the Reluctant German is here. Let's hear it for him. And I'm your host, two-time <laughs> President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Let's hear it for me. Yay. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get this show on the road. Perfect that timing. Wow. Tall boy, even. Yeah. Holy yeah, that's gonna be a re- maybe that should be every week. That looks familiar. It's <laughs> nice. The size is better. Well, big. welcome to Life from the Tall. We have a good show for you here tonight. We're really excited. We just came off of a pretty epic band practice for what what we usually have here in the uh, Dutch Hall. We had the full setup here. A uh, lot of surprises coming up for Bushstock 2016, which is this weekend. <sighs> so yeah. if you're listening to this show, if you're one of our Ooh. Friday regulars that listen to this thing as soon as it comes out. You only have one more day to wait until Bushstock 2016. If you ha- if you haven't got the details, go to uh, bushstock.ca online. You can still get tickets and uh, and the camping sites. I don't know if there's any trailer sites left. I think they're all gone. I think there's trailer sites. Is there just a handful? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably find a spot for you. It just might not be able to be plugged in, but you'll you'll get you'll get to well, camp there. No one's plugged in. No one's bring, plugged in. Bring your generators. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good warning. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so, Paul, you're all excited about it. You did a great job on that sign. Oh, there yeah. was some stuff. I saw that you made a big sign for that, or you uh, orchestrated. You came up with a vision is what you did. Yes, and, I and came you, up with the design and got the men to do the job for me, and I installed and built the sign. This is, a, this is really something, when you really think of, think of it, is, this is like a family event in every way you can think of it. Eh? They used all the assets to put on bush stock of all they had around them. Every cousin that could play an instrument is pretty much on the show, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if you think about uh, all the people that helped make it happen, all the different people that use whatever skills they're at. My dad was driving tractor. He was a lifelong tractor driver. Oh, yeah, he's the best tractor driver around. Yeah, some called him a tractor driving prick. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that might have been me and you, Paul, <laughs> from time to time. I think I may have said that right? before. It might have been that. I love you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite, Papa. Right. <laughs> no, he's a, he'll hear that, and I'll hear from him about it. But, but, it, <laughs> but is, it is a Van Dyke trait to use our assets. We talk about it in all the weddings. Yeah, all the we weddings that we to. talk to. Yeah, so we need to have. We still looking for a plumber to marry in. We yeah. only have a couple cousins <laughs> left to marry off, but we still don't have a plumber. <laughs> so if you're looking to marry a Van Dyke uh, and you have plumbing skills, yeah. we are looking for one. I think we got everything else, though. I think we have pretty much everything else. We can create our own society, <laughs> like the Hutterites or something. Except we'd have to, you know, we'd have to bring in people to bang. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just like Norfolk County. It's like the Norfolk County rule, right? That's right. right. We just have to, it should be on our sign, Norfolk County. We're looking for people to bring in the bang. <laughs> yeah. Shallow it helps if you're good at something. Yeah, we brought Steve in. Steve, you're import, right? No one is banging me. <laughs> what? You still are you still on the shelf with the vasectomy? Oh no, I'm. It's all good. Yeah. I just meant you. You were asking people to join so you could bang them. I don't want to be banged. No, but he you're has his own plumber. Oh yes. <laughs> but what you did was you brought your you and your wife are both from out of town. Yes. So you brought fresh gene pool in with your children. That's right. I brought four girls. Yes. Stay away. Broodstock. <laughs> That's what we call them in Norfolk. Stay away. Yes, right. you say it. There's no banging. But the <laughs> future. Right? What? Who can tell in the future that yes. it won't be? No, they have to do. They're eventually going to bang, Steve. That's what happens <laughs> yes, to everybody. <laughs> We're human beings. Your daughters will do it, too. You just have to not try not to think about it till the very last minute. That's right. Ever. You're never <laughs> going to think about it? No. It has nothing to do with us, I suppose, right? No. The musky winds will Why are you blow. turning so red? It's really upsetting you. It is. Yeah. It happens. It's a fact it. of life. It's the way, it's a circle of life. I have a daughter who dates. Oh, my goodness. That's oh, t- that's wrong. She had a boyfriend. Hey, like, I have three sons. Did you try to, <laughs> did you try to, uh, to intimidate the boy that dated your daughter? No. No? No. I didn't have to do any. He wouldn't ever look at me anyway. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. So you just intimidated him with, uh, with alone, just general, being the dad. Yeah, that's right. I just by to. being German. <laughs> oh yes. Is your dad German stoking the fire all what? the time? <laughs> I got sucked into no shit. I got sucked into like 
four hours of Hitler documentaries on the weekend. <laughs> and my wife comes home. She's like, what are you doing? This is so depressing. I'm like, oh, man, these, this guy was a real bad dude. <laughs> he did, I didn't think what he did was was that right at all, Steve. He's a real son of a gun. <laughs> he is a real, yeah. I agree. Oh, He was into some stuff. Yeah, it was awful. But, I, you know, I watched the whole show about Eva Braun, you know. I think she's 1940s hot. I don't think she's. I don't think she held up. She's a 1940s ten. Yeah, she's yeah, 1940s yeah. ten, but she's not. She's only like a six and a half, seven by today's standards. You know, true. At best, they kept talking about how hot she was, and I was like, eh, I'm seeing pictures of her. <laughs> like you can't, you can't really tell me she's hot just because Hitler banged her. I'm like, she's Hitler was no real prize to look at. <laughs> and he had a very small penis, right? No, he had a. That's what she tried killing herself because Hitler wouldn't bang her, and and uh, uh, it's because he had a weird dick that didn't work right. Remember <laughs> we did that show. Pissed already. out the side of it. Yeah, pissed out the bottom of it or something, <laughs> wasn't it? Weird. Mm-hmm. He has a weird dick, that Hitler. <laughs> the weird dicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why he hated the juice so much because he had beautiful, glorious, circumcised dicks that just looked so beautiful. Mushroom-shaped, <laughs> Mushroom-shaped helmet, you know? Bean. Unlike those snagglecock Germans. <laughs> <laughs> snagglecock. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, speaking of snagglecock Germans, yeah. <laughs> today is your special day. Do you want to know why? I'd love to know why. Because it's your one-year anniversary of being on the show. Did you know that? I did. Oh, yeah, it's Steve's yeah. one-year anniversary oh, really? of being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. She remembered. I feel so honored. Yes, I did. And I got you nothing for it. That's all right. Because it's just a satisfaction knowing you're here. That's what you got was just the recognition, Steve. Hey, thanks. It's been a quick year. It was. I didn't think it's, it's been that long, but I it has no been. Idea. Yeah, because really? it, it coincides with my daughter's birthday. That's the reason I remembered it. That's why I remembered it. Yeah. Are she your daughter coming to the party tomorrow? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, big party tomorrow. All right. It's, anyways, uh, Wes, I would be remiss if we didn't bring up the newest addition to the Nocturnal Emissions family that's here today. Summer of Wes. Summer of Wes is, is taking a turn, and you've got yourself a beautiful new girl in your lap. I know. Uh, mm. Do you Have you named her yet? <laughs> I named her Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. Oh, Dolores. Now, I, I've noticed a look on your eyes that I've only seen once before, and it was with our guest tonight. Matt Ferguson. <laughs> it was uh, it's a look of love that I've never, that's just, in, like, it's just got joy written all over your face. You seem like you're walking a little lighter in your shoes, you know? Like, it's been a long time coming. You, have you had your eye on this girl for a long time? Yeah, I've been uh, researching it for over a year now. It is. It sounds sweet, too. We The band practice today, there was some times we were listening to it where you just kind of giggled because it sounded so good. You know? Is, have you uh, broken it in yet? Is it going to sound better? Or is this an old used guitar that's been broken yeah, in for you. It's used. It's uh, 2010. Does that even make sense, breaking in a guitar? I have no idea. I'm not uh, musical. Like bass? It is, it is what it is. It so- does it sound <laughs> different as you own it longer? No. No? How about your guitars? Would they sound different if you as, as you get older? Acoustic guitars do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think each one has kind of its own tone. Even of us three, each one's kind of got a Yeah, it's got its own sound. sound. Yeah, so it's cool. Are you guys bringing the whole rack to Bushstock? And more. Yeah, you're bringing out all the tricks? Oh, Might as well. It's the big times. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big crowd. If you guys don't do it, you're going to really disappoint me. You have come from my creation. From your loins. From my loins. <laughs> if you don't appreciate that, you know, if you guys fuck this up, you've let me good. down. That's right. I'm going up there and admitting to everybody. I have to introduce you. I'm going to admit to everybody that you've come from me. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and then if you let me down, it's it's really going to be egg on my face. You know sure what I mean? The nocturnal emissions have came from Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right. Yes. yes. They bursted out of my loins in the evening. Yes. <laughs> get, out of, get out of my bed sheets. <laughs> my bed sheets were wet when I woke up. <laughs> you know, uh, let me just see. I think I, got, I talked to everybody. I got Steve's thing. The only thing... Uh, Charters, yes. Your mustache is still ridiculous. I just wanted to tell you that. But what you've you. turned, you took a turn this week to do to s- greasy. You went to greasy. greasy. You started out just kind of being shaggy. Yeah. I'd say maybe a little uh, unkept. But you've turned, you've turned a corner into <laughs> greasy. And I think it's the part. Is it? I think it's the part that does it. The you know? center part. Yeah. Hmm. How come your hair's not as fluffy as it normally is? It's just know. the weight of it. Not a long work day. 
Maybe. It's a full head of hair for an old man like you, though. I got to tell you, I'm, I really am uh, impressed by it. You got to flaunt it now. You know? Yeah, yeah, sh- shake it out. And your wife is a, totally not a fan of any of this, <laughs> right? Oh, no, not at all. And uh, at all. <laughs> you just dig your heels in and keep doing it, yeah. right? That's right. Dis- despite her uh, dislike of it, I guess. Now, do you think that this is somehow geared towards Bushstock? You want to look like a rock star on stage? Well, I am a rock star, so. Right. Right. You want? Do you want to look the part? Is that what I mean? If I happen to look the part, then then I guess it fits, since that's what I am. Well, I'm just saying you kind of missed the mark a bit. You kind of met, you aim for rock star and came you out. Just came out greasy. What did you say, Ferg? <laughs> yeah, comic store owner. Was that yeah, what you? Know, he looks like he owns a comic book store. Yeah, I would say he looks like. Uh, you keep going. You know, if usually like someone, some people would say you grow a big mustache to look like a porn star. You look more like the Quaker Oats man, right? Like <laughs> you don't come across like with the sex appeal of a porn star, right? Not quite. It's like no. It's like a young Wilford Brimley. Yeah, like if Wilford Brimley he went white. had a big uh, red mustache. Yeah, Wilford Brimley did acid. <laughs> fuck Just tell us your chicken recipe. Oh, and fuck carrot top. There, thanks, Steve. That's the finishing part of it. Thank you. Hey, no problem. That's what you look like. Yeah. I didn't. Anyways, finish. I just want to paint a picture. It's an audio show, Dave. So you have to really paint a picture for the people at home. You look fucking well, thank ridiculous. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all covered it. <laughs> so everyone's been addressed today, except for uh, except for Adam Hill, which we will never speak to him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> All right, we should, what we should do is we're going to do it a little different today. We're going to introduce our guest today. You got anything we can play him in with? So jazzy little lick. Uh, we got any punk hey, rock? Go to your go-to. <laughs> go to your go-to. <laughs> <laughs> That's there. Oh, there you go. Tonight we have a comic that I've worked with uh, uh, pretty much since the beginning of me starting. I've been working with him and. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, watching him get better and better as I work with him. He's uh, recently made a move to Hamilton, Ontario, so you guys can see him more often in the Hamilton area. He's one of my favorite comics working today. Matt Ferguson is back on the show Ooh, for his third right. time. Thank you. How you doing, Matt? I'm great. So uh, I always like having you in. We always talk about what we're going to talk about, and we never talk about it, <laughs> yeah, right? <that's> <laughs> we talk thing. about like everything, <laughs> but so I actually wrote things down this time. You know. Since we t- I joked a bit that I right off the start of the show about you being in love, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> and it's different. We mentioned it. We worked a show a couple of weeks ago, remember, at uh, Only in London? Right, yeah. And uh, I just briefly touched upon it with you. I said, is, and you said, I said, is it making you less funny, you know, to be happy like that? Because you seem so happy with your right, new girlfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is this jinxing it by talking about it? No, officially? no you can't jinx it. It's, it's, uh... Oh, yeah. Because it's like a permanent record, like an audio record of this part of your life <laughs> now. And if you look back on it, like you, like she ends up being crazy or something, like right, right. then you're going to regret it all. <laughs> but it has it made you, you are happy. Yeah, I'm doing great. And you look like you're happy too, yeah, right? Yeah. And the move is a big thing for you, right? Yeah, it's like a stressful thing, but I mean, it's going to be good once it's, it's I mean, I'm kind of done now, but it's, just, it's weird to leave my girlfriend in London because I feel like I'm leaving her, but... Uh, like, see that? See yeah. this? See the softness? <laughs> the last time he made jokes about Asians and stuff like that. Now I brought out the softness in him. It's something you don't see. Yeah. I'm gonna right? go to Burgessville and stab someone on the way home. <laughs> yeah. so there you cool. go. <laughs> oh, Ferg's still in there somewhere. <laughs> we'll dig him out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was wondering about like I, I, because I, I, I've always kind of like uh, used you kind of as a measuring stick of where I am at <laughs> with comedy because okay. like. Because uh, you're always easy to talk to at the beginning, so then I always like I see you doing doing right. good, and I'm always happy for your success. Thank you. And uh, but I, I have some questions because I don't get to talk to guys that often, <laughs> right? You know, you know, guys will call someone a comedian or a comic, right? And mm-hmm. you know, what does it take where you before you can call somebody that? Like, is there you know people have different opinions on what it takes to be referred to as a, a comedian? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm even like fucking I don't know the word if I'm like qualified to even say what I think that is but I think if you you know it's it's one of those things it's different than most things where you can say that you're a comic or a comedian if you're I think if you're just taking it seriously and doing it and wanting to get better at it I mean if you go on stage and you do it then you're a fucking comedian you know what I mean like what do you guys think like if you get paid for it is that enough or do you is it just if you're doing the work 
Or is it? Or is it? Or is it? You have to get paid for it. That's I don't think I mean. you have to connect money to it at all. Money's not even a thing of it. Nope. If you call yourself a professional comedian, then it gets fucking that's weird. Money, then right? it's different. Yeah. Then it's money related, yeah. right? But if you're just saying like you're a comic, which I like better than comedian. Yeah, I, I generally just as a rule of thumb, I don't ever say I'm a, like I just I don't know I just don't tell people I'm a comic. I'll say I do stand up, but I just feel weird about saying I'm a comic because I don't pay my bills with it. But it's right. Probably, it's, I'm kind of a hypocrite because in the same way I think if you do do if you do stand up comedy, you're a comic. But it's like. If I like to play tennis, I'm not going to go around and tell everybody I'm a fucking tennis player. No, no, no. That's right. You, know you don't I put mean? it on your, like, as occupation. You right. Know, it it's like a weird thing that you kind of have to, like, I don't know. Yeah. Feel out. Yeah, I know. But as, as far as um, the respect of the other comics that would bring you into the loop, I think they'd have to see the work ethic, don't, don't they? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just, especially with, like, that I've seen in the last year and a half from comedy, it's, it's just about fucking... If somebody sees you working hard and doing the work, then yeah. you don't really have to put a label on anything. It's just right. Is that the same with music? I'm I'm thinking like if you were like camping and you saw somebody pull out a guitar at a campsite and they were just shredding their guitar, right? You don't know if that guy's like a musician, but you would say he's that guy's a great musician, right? Right. If if you see a guy doing stand up and he's making you laugh, like you'd say that guy's a great comic, right? Yeah, you, you but become what if, a comic when but, you're doing it? But what if, what if he's just got a lucky night and he's mailing it in? He just hit a dumb <laughs> crowd. Right? That just likes their shit. He brought all his buddies and they're laughing at him. Well, if I'm laughing, then it's a dumb crowd. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, that's not what I was saying. I wish I did say it because it would have been funny, but I didn't. No. So did you, uh, did you, uh, so you would just say if the guy's good, if the guy's got chops. Yeah, if he's up there doing it. Yeah, then he's done it. Yep. Then that's enough to give yourself a title, which who gives a shit if it's called that or not. Yeah, it's also just the way you present it. Like, if you just go around everybody, like, hey, man, like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm a stand-up comic. It's like, yeah. oh, like, do you, pay your, do you pay your bills like that? It's like, no. No. Like, well, then shut the fuck up. Like, you're a <laughs> yeah. fucking grocery bagger or whatever you do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Some people like to tell everybody they're a stand-up. Other yeah. people yeah. don't. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, because if you're if it's the only thing you're doing and you're still not making money out, you're just unemployed mm-hmm. with Pretty a hobby. Much, yeah. yeah, like I didn't even like putting pictures of myself on stage for the long, like for the first year. Oh, really? I would, like untag myself in pictures because I just felt like it was like a weird like posing thing. It's like uh, I haven't proven to anybody that I'm funny yet. So why am I like? Uh, yeah. It's just a personal thing. Other people yeah. do it. It's, I don't know. Uncomfortable just, with. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. You just don't want to put yourself out i didn't want anyone to know i was doing it period when i started doing it i just wa- i wanted to keep it secret you know yeah and then and then you just want to build it so you got a little bit of some of skill set you know so you can play your guitar or whatever so you have you play your instrument and then you and then you were like okay i'm ready to wa- let people watch me play it stand up's like a weird thing it's like i didn't i've I'm, I don't, I'm not close with a lot of my family but i haven't had anybody in my family see me do stand up until uh like somewhat recently and it was like a bigger show but it's just it's the same thing. Like I go back to tennis. I don't fucking know why I go back to tennis. But like <laughs> if I just started playing tennis, I wouldn't be like, hey, like mom and dad, like you guys should come watch me play tennis at the fucking tennis <laughs> course this week. You know, I suck fucking a hundred dicks at it. I'm the worst. Yeah. But come watch me fucking no. Like, just <laughs> yeah. get good at it, and then we'll come watch you at Wimbledon or wherever the fuck yeah, you're yeah. like killing it. You know. Yeah. Do you did you ever have an apprehension, you guys in the band, watching people watch you for the first time? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember my first time playing live was at Bushstock, like however long ago, five years ago, and I was like petrified, like to the point of paralysis almost. <laughs> you know, at the start of the set, like, and then I saw the people out there, and, I, and then I got all like teary-eyed like people are there cheering me on. I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Just fucked. <laughs> I do remember that. Did you close your eyes for most of the time? Yeah, too? I had to. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have just cried. <laughs> uh, I remember that too. It was a great set. That was. <laughs> that, I remember being really excited for it. Is that your first gig ever? Yeah, like yeah, a real gig. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It was tough. That was pretty. Fu- that but was it was great too. You know. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. Well, I've never had that experience. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get just a bunch of drunks that hate the fact that we're even that I'm even there, you know, who are just like uh, I'm just happy if they don't throw like peanut, <laughs> peanuts at me or anything. I actually went to pick and shovel in in uh, Cambridge, and a person brought a fucking tomato. What? <laughs> yeah, and there was a 
tomato on the on the guy the guy sitting there with the tomato on it's my first time ever playing that room like you're threatened with it and i'm like jesus christ is are they gonna chuck tomatoes at us like because they they could not be less interested in the show in that he basically just set a gun down on yeah, the table just, while you're doing your set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like, that's wow. pressure when you see a guy in there with a tomato. I, but he didn't even come into the, He couldn't care less. I don't think he listened to one joke. He just started eating the tomato. I've never been there, but I heard it's a bit of a Free struggle. Salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never done it? No, I've never done it, but I've, I heard it's like fucking swimming upstream. Oh, yeah. It's like you're like, so. you playing to people who absolutely. They will turn their like they turn their back to you. Like once you start the show, they all turn their back to you, <laughs> and then you have to like try to get their attention. There's people barking at them, like, "Hey, you, look at me! I'm talking on the microphone," you know. Fuck. And then you have to try to get them in on a joke, and most right. of them just like say, "Like I don't want to talk to you." That's what's so weird about music, though, is like you can play your music and you can play great, and like nobody's gonna fucking yell like you're an asshole. <laughs> they might just talk to their buddy, but if yeah. the minute you start doing stand up. It's like, oh, this guy's talking. I should call him an asshole or yeah. something, you know? It's like it's not background noise like music is in yeah, the same yeah. way. Yeah, but you can't, and you also can't carry on a conversation when people are doing stand-up. Yeah, exactly. And so then, you're interrupting everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and so like with music, you can carry on, you can chat with your buddy and listen yeah, to a song. Yeah. But uh, with comedy, when people do that, which they still do, yep. um, it's kind of rude. Yeah. You know, it seems rude. It's looked more uh, as rude as if you're talking at a concert, like big deal. Yeah, but most, yeah. So that's why it's nice when people actually pay to come see a show, or and they want to be there. Pay they're attention. they're there to be entertained. Then the comics all put on their best stuff because they know that those people are there to be entertained. But right. if you're going to a free show and 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 you're not paying attention, then you're gonna get guys okay. new stuff and you're gonna get uh, them hating you and not really wanting to give you their best stuff right e even like comedy clubs like i haven't done a lot of clubs but like i've got guest spots at like showtime and other places in st Catharines, and like i don't know they'll paper the room sometimes like they won't sell a lot of tickets so they'll just give tickets away but that they're the worst crowds like yeah. they're just because they didn't free. pay they didn't want to be there yeah. it's like oh we'll just go in here for a few drinks before we go out tonight yeah and they're just assholes right so, yeah, yeah yeah and you have to put up with yeah, that that's uh but i mean would you rather have empty seats or would you rather have the assholes in the seats? That's the question, I guess. I've like transitioned now to where I, I almost enjoy it, especially if it's a small show where I know it's not going to be like some great overwhelming fucking laugh like fest where it's all a great time. So I'd almost rather if it's like 10 people, somebody fuck with me like so I can at least. Yeah. Then you can have a good yeah, time. Have fun fucking with you back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel bad. Like it's, sometimes I'll fuck with somebody who didn't do anything to deserve it. <laughs> And then I feel a little bit bad afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. But if Me somebody too. does, if somebody deserves it, then it's like, oh, good. Like, yeah, yeah the crowd good. loves it too. Yeah, especially if that person like. It, if the crowd, if the guy deserves it, the crowd loves it. Yeah, they'll get on your side quick. Yeah, because yeah. they're either saying what they want to say or you're saying what they wish they could say. And if you like pull the crowd into it too, like I remember one time this fucking this chick was just going at me at this show, and I had to fo follow a fire breather. Okay, I had to do stand up after somebody breathing fire, and this chick was just giving me the hardest time ever. And I fucking like, was talking shit to her forever, and then I just basically said like, you don't know this, but this whole side of the room is actually my family. That's come to watch me do stand up and they're all like yeah i didn't know a fucking single person <laughs> they were just like on board or whatever right and it just made that bed. chick feel fucking awful <laughs> as she should yeah 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 that's i gotta get better at that at actually i just end up uh i, I just don't i actually people are pretty nice to me for the most part but um but they're when they do get uh to be assholes i just usually uh, get I don't. I get a little too flustered. I think still. I don't have the chops yet. Right. To feel calm about it. It's it's like a fine line for me between being like uh, wanting to engage somebody and like not be actually angry and make fun of them, but then it can cross. So like if I start scratching my head and shit, and like take my hat off or whatever, I'm like I usually am angry, and then I'll just try to say the meanest. Oh really? That's the key. When, yeah. If you're scratching your head, that's when it's yeah, like you see me like, like let's scratch, scratch my head like that. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm that's going deep into the vault for something <laughs> terrible. That's like He-Man putting on his ring or something. Yeah, like, like, that. I'm like I'll start asking questions to find out if any of their relatives are dead, so then I can make fun of them, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I watched I watched a roast where a guy did a. a banging someone's dead mother joke right yeah, yeah. and they you didn't got, win you got to do that sometimes yeah, yeah. and, they, and yeah. they didn't win i couldn't believe it i'm like how do you pull out banging dead mother and not at least move on to the next round you I know agree. that was a good joke i agree with uh 
<laughs> it's the most taboo shit. At a roast, you got to do the most sh- shitty things you can think of, right? I don't know. I just think if you sign up for a roast, you sign up to have your soul scorched. Like, you should. Right. So if somebody says something, you're like, that was off limits. Like, fuck you. You signed up to a roast, asshole. Mm-hmm. You signed up to get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. you're sad that you got roasted. Like, yeah, like, I'm hosting Bushstock this year. Uh, and last year when I hosted it, I did a joke about uh, my brother-in-law, who's a hockey player, right. who used to get punched in the uh, punched in the head a lot, like as part of his job. <laughs> and I made a, a, a joke. I made two jokes. I made one on my show here where I, I, I called him a mushhead, I think. But that was a roast, right? And then I did another mushhead joke at Bushstock last year, right? Which I was told was offside and disrespectful to the owners of the property and all this stuff. <laughs> Right. <laughs> what was it? You can't say it? Well, I just said, like, look what happens when you, you know, like, uh, get punched in the head for a living. Uh, right. You know, you get all this, ni- this nice place or something. I don't remember what it was. It was a year ago, but it was something, and I made fun of him getting punched in the head a lot. And it's a real problem. You know, and they said it was, like, uh, insensitive, right? Real prick. Real prick. <laughs> so then this year I was told none of that. I can't do any of those oh. jokes this year. That was part of the... Uh, contract. Yeah, the contract this year <laughs> that I signed was that I cannot uh, tell any jokes at his expense. But so I apologize for the one last year because I do apologize for that. I didn't mean to do it publicly like that. But on the show, I asked everyone to put in their names for the roast. Well, then you put in your name for a roast, then yeah. I'm allowed to say that. Absolutely, that's yeah. Right. So I didn't apologize for that one. I never will. Mm. <laughs> it's a great episode. I think that's pe- that's one of our birthday shows, right? That was a good one. Good yeah. times. Yeah, you remember that, Steve? That was a birthday show last year. I then. do. I was here. Yeah, that was. Uh, so if you want to look it up, it's on iTunes. Ferg, I got another thing right here. Would you ever work a cruise ship? <laughs> a, I don't like ships. Uh, <laughs> Even though you have an anchor on your face. Yeah, it's really strange. I have a ship right here. I have a ship on my neck. I just don't like them. I don't know. I like them. I just don't like being on them. Oh, really? Is it, yeah, I'm from like the East Coast. So, like I've been on ferries and like boats and shit i just don't i don't know i don't i don't like being on them i feel vulnerable i don't like it so working a cruise ship is probably it's, it's more because of the boat that you wouldn't work it yeah, v- yeah versus yeah. that you're above it as a comic yeah I'm, I'm not above anything i'm a nobody but i've also heard terrible stories about like if you do like i've heard like pro comics talk about it. if you do a cruise and then like you fucking eat a bag of dicks and bomb on stage and then you have to go to like the buffet cart with all the people who just watched <laughs> yeah. you fuck for the next week or whatever you know yeah. what I mean like fuck that yeah I've heard stories when people getting dropped off at the next port and yeah, stuff they're like we've had enough of you yeah, like, we Sri Lanka or somewhere I'm gonna get the fuck out of here so the question <laughs> is like would you change your act at all if you did get a gig, if, if someone was to offer you a gig let's not say let's go off of cruise ships because I know you don't like the water let's go <laughs> corporate gig Vegas. so someone offered you a corporate gig and and your act is what it is now, which isn't really... You don't have a lot of dirty stuff, right? It's not, like, super dirty, I wouldn't say. It's 50-50, maybe. It's like, not everybody's cup of tea, maybe, like corporate people. but Right, it wouldn't be corporate people. You, that's not your yeah. crowd. Yeah. But they ask you, and they, they're going to pay you stupidly, as they always do, right? Yeah. So now you, you're stuck with a dilemma, whereas I can... They're saying, no, you got to clean it up a bit, but can you give us just 10 minutes of clean stuff I'm going to pay you handsomely like it's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, I'd do it, but I think I think like uh like you you call an audible in the middle of that shit. Like if you go up there and you're doing 5 minutes of your clean shit and everybody's being terrible, then just fucking hit them with the work. And right. Like, just be yourself for the next five minutes. And Play to the back of the room. At least you have a bit of your spine when you ride out of there. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And the sales guys will love you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find it really weird. I'll do gigs that I don't think I'll do good at, and I, and I do good at. Like uh, me and Jay, uh, Jason Allen, one of my best friends, we did uh, like a Narcotics Anonymous gig, and they're like, yeah, it's like all sober people. Like, There's going to be a lot of hugs, a lot of fucking. And it's true. Whenever you meet somebody, they give you a nice hug. It was great. I had the endorphins flowing. Uh <laughs> But they're the fucking best crowd ever. Like, it's a bunch of sober people, and they're great. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But they, well, they want to get something. They're getting their endorphins from the laugh rather yeah. than from the drugs, right? I was their drug dealer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually a great... I'm, I would be excited about playing a gig like that now that you mentioned we it. We did yeah. it up in Collingwood, and it was super weird because I was the only person there just blasted on drugs. Like, everybody's <laughs> so sober, and I'm just fucking... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're, like, uh, not signing up to be anyone's sponsor. Yeah, no, I'm just hanging out <laughs> in the green room doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 
So, but it would, your hatred for the uh, the corporate people wouldn't be enough to make you not do the gig. It would be just fun to make people uncomfortable who right. like that. So it'd be like just and You'd just, still do it for the experience. You always get a good story out of weird shit like that too. Like even that calling would I have like that narcotics and thing I was just telling you like, like we had so many stories that we had after that just because it's just a weird situation that you don't normally get into, right? So, Is there any kind of a rim you wouldn't do now? Uh. No, I don't think so. I mean, I try. I tend to like shy away from like, like there was like a open mic in London recently. It was like a one-off for like the LGBT community. And, like, oh yeah. It's it, and not that I'm against like anything. Like it's just like you don't know how your acts gonna translate. And it's just like I put myself into a weird situation where a lot of people judge me off the beginning. So it's like I'm yeah. just gonna stay home and eat uh, chicken fingers. <laughs> it was just last night. I was I worked on I was working on this joke about um, how. Uh, um, we will, I don't like how millennials don't like us to use the word, um, uh, like to use gay and, right. and, and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I was talking about how it's what they don't, what gay people don't understand is how much we hate having cocks in our ass as heterosexuals. You know? They don't get that. They don't get that. Yeah. They don't really appreciate that. So that was my whole bit. And I was trying to work that out. And, uh, I, my second show that I did that night, uh, was there was two gay guys in the front row who were openly like broadcasting that they were gay the whole time right so uh i was like okay i gotta try this new joke which is gonna be offensive on these guys that are right there and uh luckily pat uh lighted me before i got to it <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't get it in but i, I thought i kind of chickened out because i was gonna do it when i had at the end when i had like a foot out the door right <laughs> but uh i kind of chickened out there was like a an amateur comic in london who did a, he was doing a spot in kitchener waterloo or somewhere like that and he his joke was something like, uh, fucking, the, the hardest part about rollerblading is, like, uh, telling your parents you're gay or even your dog knows you're gay. Yeah, like even your dog knows you're gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. something like that. And, like, somebody in the audience wrote, like, a giant blog about it and got all offended and was like, gay is never a punchline, which, like, cool. Like, it is kind of an easy, like, it's, like, not yeah. a fucking difficult joke, but why are you so offended? Like, I know those guys, I know the, that guy's act, and I know the guy that went before him's act, and the guy that went before him does... A good solid three minutes on pedophiles. Right. Three minute pedophile jokes, like he, one after buddy another. Didn't complain after, about that at all. Buddy didn't have a problem with fucking kids. Over and over again, they're talking about, you know, kid fucking jokes, and right. they're just awful. Each one progressively worse to the next. But we're in, you think everyone's laughing, yeah. right? So everybody understands that it's ridiculous. It's so over the top, ridiculous. It's funny, and that's the, the kids got good jokes too, and then, uh, and uh, then they. The guy just says gay, like something so so uh, vanilla as that, you know, yeah. like my dog knows I'm gay because I rollerblade, right? And then the guy writes a blog about that. It's just priorities are way out of line. You yeah, just yeah, got yeah. one thing that gets your nuts in Because it offended him. But the yeah. best part of that blog was at the end, he was like, the worst part, the worst part is that everybody there laughed. It's like, yeah, because it's a comedy show, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, that means the joke was okay. It's like, yeah. I think if a room full of people laugh at it, no matter how offensive it is, it's like... Obviously, you struck on a nerve. You were trying to make people laugh, and they did. So who yeah, cares? Yeah. You know what that is is a tension release too. Yeah. Especially if like if you were to go blurt out something that everyone's tiptoeing around, and then you kind of blurt it out, it's like people will laugh because it's a tension release kind of trigger for laughter. You know. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I won't use like a punchline like that. Like I won't say like gay or like faggot or anything like that in my act, just because it brings too much negative bullshit even if like even that even if blog, you're doing like that yeah. blog it's like it didn't cause anything and it's not going to wreck anybody's fucking career or anything like that but it's like why it, it, yeah you can, just, you can just write a better joke yeah yeah you know i, I i'm i understand your point but i'm kind of opposite on that i kind of almost when i heard that thing about that comic i almost wanted i wanted that blog to be written about me <laughs> and i wanted to be able to defend defend myself you know what i mean right like so that's why i was trying to write that joke it was kind of like i wanted to be able to stick it to him like be able to say it cl uh, intelligently enough that i can um no matter what they write about me i can stand by my words and that was the problem with that that whole joke was that there was no real like point being conveyed or like argument or anything that you can like say well yeah i said this but there's a greater to connotation to, to yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. none of that. It was just kind of like just an easy, silly like thing where you said gay. Right. Like my joke, the, the, the whole point of my joke about not liking cocks in my ass was to say we're not hateful. Right. You know, it's just our generation just uh, did it because we like getting a rise out of our friends. If I call charters gay, 
he gets has to defend the fact that he's not gay. Right. It's hilarious. Right. You know? He doesn't like cock. He doesn't like cock, so he's always saying, I'm like, Dave, remember that time you took that big black cock in your ass? And Dave's like saying, no, I didn't take a big black cock in my ass. He's got to defend that he didn't take a big black <laughs> cock in his ass. It wasn't that big. <laughs> Stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was average tanks? size. It looked bigger. I think it just looked heavier, right? <laughs> Had some girth to it. Yeah, mm. denser or something. Like it looks like it would sink in a pool. Up, I guess. <laughs> like you should put rainbow picks on your mic stand. What? No, that's you. That's actually homophobic. <laughs> that was you. That was actually you. We're still training Paul on how to be homophobic. Uh, what's homophobic? What's not? The internet. Fruit. Fruit. We we're trying to take back fruit to say fruit is just the heterosexual. Like they don't have. It's not no connotations about. You know f- the reason faggot's bad is because it was a bundle of sticks and they used to put the bundle of sticks on the fire and they used to actually burn gay people at the stake like right. with witches and stuff, right? So that's why that's offensive because they're saying burn them like a, a bundle of sticks, right? But fruit, fruit's healthy, healthy fruit, healthy food for you. There's no negative connotation of fruit. Yeah, but when your buddy, your straight buddy, puts a bunch of rainbow picks on his mic stand, you say it's a little fruity to make to match his flag. You fag. No. What? You just like that because of the alliteration. Now I got to tell the whole listening public. Do you want me to tell the whole story right, now? Yeah. You already just did it. <laughs> My brother doesn't understand how the internet works. <laughs> so what he did was he put uh, on Facebook, he was still not even on Facebook as himself. He was going under his wife's name. <laughs> and he sees Dave Charters with a picture on the internet of his mic stand, which he was showing solidarity to his lesbian cousin <laughs> by putting the rainbow flag on the thing. Was that not the purpose? It's just about diversity and being inclusive, Pete. Right, but as you were doing it in order That's to be all. inclusive, a little shout out. Your cousin actually said uh, she really appreciated it. Am I wrong? She I did, but so did comments, so did some other people. One of the comments before was I appreciate it, and then my um, <laughs> and Paul's comment was exactly what he said, which has a little alliteration in it. You know, it's got it has got a bit of bounce to it, the way it sounds, the language of it. But it was not. <laughs> And Paul, you want to quote your own line because I don't like it. Well, I got already got in trouble. Yeah, and well, especially when you're quoting it based on your wife's name. He's got his he's his right. wife is now making a, a homophobic slur on the internet for everyone to see. Everyone, yes. Yeah, that's a fucking gangster move, man. That's great. I didn't yeah. know. He didn't know at all. <laughs> I didn't know people went on the internet. The number of times I've said that, my life. I didn't know. Just trying to make fun of charters. Yeah, but it is funny, you know. Like, I mean, if you, but it is. St- yeah, just trying. It is funny, but it's not. Uh, it's 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 old fashioned now. Yes. Like that's an old fashioned way to talk, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and now, well, that's what my ki- that's what my kids tell me, because they were the ones policing me all the time. I can't even make a comment about anything, like anything. I just don't understand. I'm not even saying anything bad. I'm just asking questions, and they get, they get on my case. You a lot know? of biting your tongue in the Olympics when you're watching the Olympics. Yeah, a lot of biting my tongue in the Olympics. <laughs> There's a lot of sports, you know. Yeah, where it's it's uh, it's overtly gay. Those, but, uh, <laughs> but I think like. Uh, I think the, the the reason that gay people are good at sports in the Olympics is because you have to have a certain amount of yourself that's kind of uh, selfish to to concentrate on the Olympics. And gay people don't have anyone to worry about but themselves, right? Because they don't have any kids, so, so they could so they can concentrate on being good athletes, like Unless divers. They adopt kids, Pete. And then they're shitty at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No yeah. gay Olympian fathers. There's no gay Olympian fathers. That's a fact. Yeah. Try to prove me wrong, people out in the interweb. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Steve. That's you're like right on the money. Olympic facts. All right, we gotta go into. I just gotta see if I got any. Oh, I want to ask you a question. You have a tattoo on your face, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and uh, you make it as part of your act and uh, and stuff like that. And uh, so you, what carries? I just I mentioned the face one just because that's kind of your thing. But you had them all over your body. It really jumps off the page when it's on the old <laughs> face. <laughs> Where I myself am ink free, right? You're pure. I'm pure. I'm like uh, like uh, like Jesus wanted me, right? We we should get you a tattoo here in the Dutch. <laughs> Maybe, well, we'll talk about. It. But uh, my point is, is that um, you uh, would look at a guy like me normally. Like, I mean, the general consensus is that you're probably more of having more of a counterculture look. Would you say? 
Yeah, it's not conventional. Not conventional. Right? Non-conventional, right? Yeah. And so uh, you look at a guy like me, you uh, would look at a guy like me, and you would already have a preconceived notion that I would be kind of douchey or something, right? I think that anybody who looks like you would have more of a preconceived notion of me than I would of you. But the fact of the matter is that it would be mutual, though, wouldn't you th- think? I think so, but I also think... I think the, the, the pre- most people would think that. It, it's weird, though, because when you... When you, when you uh, Put yourself out in a position to be judged by people by having tattoos on your face or neck or whatever. Right. You uh, become more uh, aware of yourself judging other people for things. So, like, ah. because I'm constantly being, like, even my girlfriend, like, she'll always be like, like, that guy just stared at you for, like, 10 minutes at the other table. And oh, I was like, so you just get used to it. So then you don't, you don't do it to other people. I don't know. It's weird. Well, you know, because mm. I lived in the corporate world for a while and hated it. Like, right. I've. I feel like I, in the inside, I look like you're outside. I get that from people, or they'll say, like, I, I would never tattoo my face, but I, it's a weird thing to respect, but they'll say, I respect your <laughs> ability to not give a fuck, or whatever they say yeah, it yeah. is, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not even, it's probably not that at all. It's probably more of like a, like a, like I hate myself or something deep down, or like, I don't know, something weird. Because why the fuck would you mark your face up with, <laughs> with tattoos? But like, I don't know, I just don't care about anything. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I think. That's what, that's the way it is with me. I think the, 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 the pinnacle of a man is a guy that doesn't give a shit at all about anything. Like a guy that's just naturally like who he is and you, like there's no errors put, put on and he yeah. just doesn't give a shit that's the one you think you made it you know when you've really done it in life is when you can sit there and just don't give a fuck at all right i don't think i've made it but i don't give any fuck. then you've made it okay i'm here yeah <laughs> i think that's the goal if you get there then everything else is gravy right yeah, yeah once you get to don't give a fuck then then it's then it's uh then it's great then you don't have to get worked up about everything that's not perfect right you find it really weird though when like if people take like a fucking if people have a problem like because they'll do it like with tattoos a lot it's like they have a problem like or they'll like you know it's like what the fuck do you care what i look like it, it says more about you than it, than it does about me you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just a strange thing when people care what other people look like it's like what the f- i don't understand so you're, th- you're saying because of that because you go through that then you you're less likely to judge but then you still size up a room and see a bunch of guys in plaid shirts or whatever and say and and, and know that you're in for like a these could be a, there could be a bunch of corporate douches in the middle and stuff like that. Oh, I'll I'll judge a bunch of motherfuckers. Like I don't care. Like I'll I'll. But it's I, th- I just think it's different. It's like if I'm on stage, I'm judging you based on the way you're treating me right now and the way you're acting towards me right now. Right. Know? And then I'll stereotype you just so I can come up with a bunch of jokes that fit the way you're fucking. Right. ass looks but if it, but sometimes you go into a room like that where you got them pegged to be a bunch of assholes and they end up being great yeah and that happens all the time especially with like yeah. middle-aged women a lot of time i'll just be like oh they're gonna hate me and then they're just the funnest crowd yeah, yeah. Oh, i love them too yeah middle-aged women are the best <laughs> <laughs> they really are fun yeah i get to have sex with one thank you <laughs> thanks for reminding us everyone <laughs> <laughs> You know what we should do is get into a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback is brought to you by Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website and you click on our Amazon banner, you can do all of your Amazon shopping, and some of that money will come back and help the show. So just go to livefromthedutchhall.com again and click on that banner. Also, it's brought to you uh, by Van Dyke Party Services, brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. You know what? You ever try to open, host an open mic room? Maybe you're hoping to open an open mic room in a, in, a, in a big city, and you got zero people come out. <laughs> week after week, you just got zero people. You're performing to nobody. Some sort of loser. Yes. This show is stinks. You know what you need? You need between 5 and 29 Van Dykes. All you got to do is reach out to us at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com. We will send you between 5 and 29 Van Dykes. 11 of us will be wearing yellow jackets. (laughs) We will show up at your open mic event, and we're going to have a great fucking time. All it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. And if you're not 100% satisfied that you've had the best open mic night of your life, uh, we'll refund your $100 of cold hard cash, but those expenses have run through our body and potentially yours. 
Van Dyke Party Services. You're going to need a condom for that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Uh, so last week's show was uh, shooting porn with Brandon McIntosh. Uh, it ended up being a great show, but a lot of the great stories came out of that show after the show. Mm-hmm. And then we got to hear a lot of stuff that happened that was even more uh, interesting than the stuff we put on the air the first time. <laughs> so Brandon uh, got in touch with me today, and he says that we're definitely in for a part two of that show uh-huh. coming up in the future, Excellent. where we get to hear the rest of those stories, uh, the ones that... Th- there's uh, some dandies that are coming up. I just only got to tell you nice. some great stories for the next episode. And uh, may I have that for a second? And uh, so we get feedback lots of ways on our show. You can go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes. You can reach out to us at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. Uh, but uh, this one that we got this week was by text. Oh. And that's for, the, that's, for, wow. uh, that's for really the inner circle. Of the life of the Dutch Hall audience that know my cell phone number to give me a text. Some sort of VIP. Yes. <laughs> this is from Lori Ball. <laughs> Lori Ball says, trying to catch up on listening to the podcast that I've been missing because I can't listen on my phone anymore. Uh, okay. My, uh, <laughs> my office mate is on vacation this week and I have been doing a computer work. So I thought that it would be a perfect time to catch up. What I also learned is that I really need to listen with headphones, as the woman on the subway video was really super funny (laughs) telling that guy off, but she said a little too many F shots to be acceptable at work. Going to try to get another episode in today, but forgot headphones again. Guess the volume will have to be really low. A lot of information in that one, eh? It's a long one, long-winded. But what it is is it's showing her commitment to the show. And I think it also shows a lot of people took a break this summer because the weather's been so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are getting back and watching some of these great episodes that we did over the summer. So because Lori's uh, making everyone available or uh, aware of that out in the live from the Dutch Hall listening audience, we're going to name her, Lori Ball, you're the listener of the week. Yeah, the listener of the week. That's right. This is the week. It's your week, Lori. It's your week. Jill Dyke. <laughs> Yeah, that's her, that's an alias. You can't give away an alias, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Mo. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, what did I get in here? I got there's a girl in here, and I got all nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, we got one more guy we got to talk to. We talk to him every week, and uh, this week's no exception. He gives us feedback on iTunes. And he helps us out get up the iTunes rankings. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Oh, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to bed we go. I like your ink, but your twat stinks. Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> that was a tattoo one for you, Fred. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Go yeah. figure. <laughs> But it was uncomplimentary to the lady in that story. True. With the Haitian door, if he goes on iTunes, he gives us this feedback. This week, five stars. Five stars he gave us. He entitles it, Speaking of Mustaches. Why hasn't Shazma starred in one of those films yet? (laughs) (laughs) He has the mustache for it. Love HD. Well, I got to tell you, I'm not so sure he hasn't. Some of those stories that came out after the episode last week, I'm not sure. I don't think we've heard the whole thing. I don't. Uh, they've got some great story stories there, and I'm not sure. It's Jasmine with that mustache. You know, for Haitian Dwarf even to notice in that picture with Charters' Wilford Brimley walrus mustache <laughs> eclipsing Shazma's. You I'm would su- think. Yeah. Shadowing it. But you know what Shazma's got on his mustache is six years of seasoning on that thing. He's had that thing for six years. That's impressive. I thought you meant yeah. like seasoning salt. That's commitment. That's commitment mm-hmm. to a thing that makes you look like a pedophile. Like it's not <laughs> even like it's not helping you. He, he embraces that space that he lives in. He, he loves it. He loves yeah, it. Yeah. He has no regrets of it at all. In fact, he just relishes the fact. I saw you with a mustache one time at at a, the one night it came out, right? Yeah, I had it for one night. I was at the Grinning Gator. Grinning Gator, yeah, saw, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you were there too, right? Well, yeah. And uh first thing <laughs> not a good look for me, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, did you did you try it out uh, non non ironically? 
Actually, what happened was I was just like uh, getting a shower and Shazman was coming over because we were going to go together to that show and I was just shaving and I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's just be Shazma tonight. And I, and I shaved it, <laughs> like, just left the mustache and then literally the entire walk to the show, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I, mean, I just felt so gross. Oh, fuck. That's funny because your age people, they can rock mustaches unironically with no problems. Charters has every reason to be ashamed of that. And our generation, my age of people, we, we um, the people just before us had mustaches and they held on to it too long. And so by the time I, we came up, like if you were still hanging on to the mustache, right. you were shunned from society, right? That would be just the Portuguese and stuff, right? <laughs> you can't help it. Right. They just couldn't, they couldn't shave that often. They just kept growing back, right? You, you, but charters, you're in this thing. You know, either you're trying to be a hipster, or you're, or you're uh, just don't give a fuck. And which one is it? Is it because you might be yeah. the even cooler? You might be at the top of the mountain above anyone. <laughs> you look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you need to shave the rest of that fucking shit around your chin and just rock the straight stash. Yeah, you're like one right fo- down to the wood. You're one foot in, one foot out, bud. Yeah, that is true actually because of the, the what, <laughs> what is with the chin the chin stuff? Is that staying or is that come and go? No, I just. Because it's not as long as the mustache. It's not as long as. I think you've answered the question. I don't give a fuck. Well, you didn't answer it. it. I asked you if you didn't give a fuck. You don't. Not really. Well, why are you more proud of it? I told you that's the best measure of a man. (laughs) Oh, not giving a fuck? Yes. I just said that with Ferg. You don't pay attention when I interview? I still give more fucks than you guys do. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Wes has a tickler. But not in your appearance. You have a tickler, eh, Wes? Mm. Wes so is single. Bad. Summer Wes. Summer Wes. He's got a tickler on. Go for a tickle at Bush Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have this thing we do, and we haven't done it on the show in a while. It's a thing we call uh, the Jar of Hate, and uh, we're gonna re- we're gonna bring it back this week, Wesley. What do we do with it? The Jar of Hate. <laughs> The line was the jar of hate returns. <laughs> Do it again, Wes. <laughs> the jar of hate returns. Now, what we did this week is because my brother Paul, the bartender of our show, is a big fan of Matt Ferguson's Facebook page. He loves it. <laughs> he comes home quoting lines from Matt's Facebook all the time. And so what I did was I, del- I dug deep into the, del- into the depths of Matt's Facebook page, and I, I put the topics that seemed to rise to the top, that billow in his <laughs> soul, oh God. and I put it in the jar of hate. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach in here and pull out the first topic. The first topic, I don't like it. <laughs> the first topic is people who put, people who share recipes on Facebook. Fucking bastards, man. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I, when I said this, I told my wife this was going to be in the jar. And my wife does this, eh? She's guilty of it. Shit. Things so, just got off right there. Yes. She's right there. I can see her with my own two eyes. And, uh, and I asked her why she did it. Ferg. Did you read the status to her before you told? Like, did you? No, like, I told her just that it was going to be in the jar of hate. I said that uh, <laughs> he doesn't like it. Right? You should drive off a cliff. I think is what he said to you, Jane. I, I, said they should, I actually said they should gather you all in a bus and drive you off a large escarpment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was the, the quote. Yes, thank you, Matt. Yeah, not a, not a cliff. And uh, so the reason she did it was because she just wants to save it onto her timeline so she can have the recipe, but she doesn't know how to do that without. Giving it to everybody in the world, but so Jane, come and share it with the rest of the world to say how you can do that because we don't know. What'd you do? How do you not do it? I don't know. There's a little arrow in the top right corner, and then you click and you can press save. Right. Okay. Wow. So this is it. If and now you're, you're no longer on my hate list. There so you that's go. Great. So this is where we took the jar of hate, and then Matt's love for his new girlfriend has made him see the good in everything. So he's taken this, and half of those people, or at least the innocent people like yourself, Jane, that was thrown into Matt's tantrum of hatred on Facebook, has been re- has been forgiven. You've been forgiven, eh? And those people at home got a tip from you, a yeah. little life hack. Technologically challenged uh, older women. Forgiven. Yes. I like it when you share those recipes, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking charters, man. <laughs> 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 Sliders four ways. Was that you? Charters <laughs> 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 eating it right. <laughs> All right, the next one in the jar. 
Oh, shit. Bush Lightcap came out. People who say a duck duct tape instead of duct tape. <laughs> this is a this is a, a a litmus test of intelligence in our world. It is. If you if you if you own a business, or some sort of contracting or anything, and you're looking to hire a young man, just get him to write out the word duct tape. <laughs> just say, hey, man, like fucking. And if there's a K in it, yeah. If he puts duck, you don't want him. Uh, they even put it on a picture of a duck on some of the yeah. duct tape. Just to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. 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 totally. Yeah. yeah, I know a guy that's a heating and cooling guy. Like does duck work. And and he does and duck work. <laughs> <laughs> he has a duck on his van. <laughs> I'm here to fix your ducks, he says. Right? Yeah. Or clean your ducks. Tell him to add me to Facebook. There, Paul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. No, I got, I put this one in. Uh, corporate douchebags. Corporate douchebags is in here, and that's probably me more than you. Um, I want to tell you a story. I went to a Chinese food restaurant, and there was there was people in like you know like dress slacks and uh, and uh, you know nice shirts. You know, like they just came from. A, they might be insurance salesmen. They might be lawyers. Right. They might be bankers. They, they might be something, and they're just having a nice lunch. And I was ordering a lunch to go, so I was sitting there in the chair waiting for them to give me my soup or whatever. And so I had to watch these guys pay their bill. And I became filled with rage just watching them, you know, just innocently paying a bill, you know, just because of the uniform they were wearing or whatever. Like the douche, this, 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 what they were wearing is like, it's like if you went to Vietnam and you watched them, you had to go watch a bunch of people wearing fatigues, like a bunch of, uh, if you went to like a Chinese food restaurant and they were wearing fatigues right. in there and you were, and you were a vet or whatever, and you would get that f- sort of feeling. Your grown yeah. men wearing like blouses and shit. Yeah. 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 It really. <laughs> then it remind you of your former self. Is that what? Is yeah. That what really yeah. You think that's part of it? Like you. It's a hundred percent it. Right. 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 I think that's all that it is. Is that I just saw myself and I was like, ah, like I'm still mad at myself for as it. Your, I took it out on those guys just trying to pay for their lunch. Just reminded you of every Thursday. Grown? What? Has your hair grown back on your feet yet? No, that's a that's supposed to be a deficiency of some sort. Scarred for life. High My, socks. Business socks will make those make your hair on your ankles go away. I have no hair on my ankles at all. It's just like look where you can see where my sock is. <laughs> it's from business. And it's all it's just from business socks. That's banker. That's a scar for the rest of my life. I'll never ever grow hair on my bottom by where my socks were. I hope you never go to jail, man. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be like, this guy was a banker. We're gonna fuck him up. Yeah, but I'll go in white collar jail. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're bringing red lobster in and shit, yeah. cater and everything. It's good. No, I don't know if you get red lo- red lobster. Is kind of kind of a ghetto, eh? Is is it ghetto? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's like black seafood is what they call it in the states. Jesus Christ. That's what they call it in the states. I'm just telling you. I've traveled. I've traveled. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? It's not, it's not what you call it. It's what they call it. Yeah. You know them. What? I traveled. I told you I traveled. <laughs> I traveled. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got one more in here. Or two. Brantford, Ontario, Canada. Fuck, I hate Brantford. <laughs> Brantford's been kind of the biggest one. I'm, li- I'm glad we pulled it out last. Because Brantford has been your whipping boy for quite some time. Now, is it is it a love-hate thing with Brantford? At first, it was just like I didn't like some of the comedy rooms there, so I just talked shit about the city in general. Yeah. But then it just became like a funny thing just because I hate it so much, and it just got really funny. But then things started adding up. Like, even like last weekend, I was there, and I posted it on Facebook, but it's like it's a true thing. Like, I was, I was, with, I was with my girlfriend here. We were walking into, like, the washroom area before we left to go to the washrooms or whatever, and I overhear one security guard talking to the other one, and he's like, I can't believe she's pregnant again. Like we're at fucking craft beer fest. Like what are we doing here? Like, yeah. That's just what you hear when you walk into the washroom in Brantford. She probably got pregnant in a washroom too. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. In a beer fest. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know Brantford, but uh, I forget where I was going. Just a lot of juggalos there. It's probably why I don't like it that much. Like Brantford. Yeah, there's a lot of juggalos. I don't know. I don't know what is what you can see in Brantford as a follow through. It just to me, it's it's just always been the same. I I grew up there, so I where I went to high school there, so I I can't see it for what it is anymore. Everybody in Brantford has like 
like a vitamin deficiency because it's never sunny there. It's just always gray. It's just like a <laughs> shit. It's like Russia. It's like a shitty place. You never seen a sunny day in Brantford? No. Shining on the War Memorial? You can't even find sunglasses in that city. You drive around for hours. I don't sell them because there's never any sun. Well, I think what we learned here today, folks, is that, you know, when, when Ferg is in love, he sees the good in many things, but he can never find the good in Brantford. <laughs> and that's what we've learned today. Ferg, I'd like to thank you for coming in. You've been a pleasure to have. I've always liked uh, watching your work, and I hope to continue to do some more stuff with you in the future. Thank you. And I'm sure you'll be back in. We've got to get you five times in for a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh, nice. Uh, A blazer. A blazer. A blazer, (laughs) yeah. We get the nice gold blazer five times in. Crest on it. Boys, if you'd like to go see my band at Bushstock, there's still a chance to go to uh, d- uh, bushstock.ca and get some tickets for the lineup, Nocturnal Emissions, Crown the Lion. You're going to see uh, uh, Matty Ball, Caitlin Van Dyke. These are all my favorites here. You're also going to see uh, Practically Hip, uh, Cattle, and um, Diesel Dogs. Who else am I missing in there? Uh, Dry County are going to be closing Saturday. Birds of Prey. There's a Fire. Birds of Prey show in there. Yeah, fireworks. Lots of activities for the kids, and it's pet-friendly as well. Aaron Allen, the Small City Saints, oh, that's buddy of yours, yeah. playing on Sunday. Whiskey West Hagens. Ooh, Whiskey shit. West Hagens is still single Sorry, to anybody West. who's looking to uh, <laughs> get pregnant by our – or you're fixed. We don't want any pregnancies. Oh, no, no pregnancies? Pregnant. Oh, sorry. No pregnancies. I scratched that. <laughs> if you're looking to get not pregnant – Prodded. But come close. Poked and prodded. (laughs) Bushstock, Wes is single. Until then, I guess we will... uh, (laughs) You can always give us some feedback so we can hear how how we're doing and how we can get better. Until then, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Good as the whole group. Thanks for coming in, Ferg. Perfect.